0: Hello, I'm John Cameron, and welcome to Musicology.
1: I think by it being my album, it's important for the public to know what I'm feeling at this moment in my life, or or everything that they listen to, the, the lyrics and the, and the melody, that it all comes from me, and from my, from my heart, For me. I mean, other artists do do that, and I'm not knocking it at all, that's fine, but for me, I, I, I'd rather for, for it to come from me.
0: After emancipating herself in 1986 with the Control album and establishing as one of the most important artists of her time with Rhythm Nation 1814, Janet Jackson was finally seen as something far beyond Michael's little sister. Mm -hmm. If not just for the impact she was making with her music and videos, the contracts that were being offered to her worth in excess of $50 million certainly solidified that.
1: Did it shock me? No. This was my 9 to 5, it was my work, and it was like, okay, you get a promotion, but what a huge promotion it was, but I'm doing my job, and I try to do it to the best of my ability, give my all when I when I do it, and I, I work very, very hard still to this day, so it was my job, my
2: life, you know?
0: Staying with the primary producers of her last two albums, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, it was business as usual in the studio. Outside, though, Janet was changing her look from the dressed head-to-toe military style that she had employed on Rhythm Nation to something more desirable. Appearing topless on the cover of Rolling Stone with her breasts cupped by her then-secret husband, she shocked, surprised and aroused the world with her new image, which would also be the front cover for her new album with Virgin Records. Beginning the dawn of a new era, in early 1992, Jam and Lewis were tasked to create the soundtrack for the movie Mo Money. Featuring a tracklist filled with their frequent collaborators, Janet included, they paired her up with Luther Vandross to create yet another number one. The song itself is by no means an indicator of the forthcoming material from the team, falling much more in line with the new jack swing that was dominating the charts at the time. That year, Janet would star in the John Singleton film, Poetic Justice, along with Tupac Shakur. The film's production would have a lasting effect on her, enabling a level of openness she had not previously surrendered herself to. I heard from a friend today,
2: and she said you were in town.
1: I wanted to, to write a song for the film. I had an idea for a song in my head, and uh, Jimmy had an idea as well.
3: He had this uh, uh, couple of uh, chords and things. But we had just gotten a new piano at that point, and it was really the first song that we had used this acoustic piano on, and, and this acoustic piano actually had a, a MIDI. I could play the acoustic piano and then have a sound on a synthesizer that would play concurrently with what I was playing on the piano.
0: When the filming for Poetic Justice would finally wrap up in late 1992 and production on the Jenna album began, Jackson decided to write a song which would feature in both the movie and on the album. Again would be that song, marking the beginnings of a new period in her career. The song is a narrative, reflecting on the past while being set in the present. The lyrics toe the line of being specific yet relatable, which is perhaps the reason for its classicality.
2: something that
1: happened in my life as well and also it's 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 pretty much a lot of it's saying with the film with what, what the film is about how she is in love with a guy then she falls out of love then she falls in love with him again
2: don't you stand
0: Presence in the Poetic Justice film would make it eligible for an Academy Award nomination. It didn't win, but the song was performed live with Jimmy Jam on piano, along with a 60-piece orchestra on the show.
3: We didn't win and we were mad about it, and I'm still mad about it to this day, quite honestly, because I just think that was such a beautiful song.
0: Even after proclaiming her political visions of unity on her Rhythm Nation 1814 album, Janet still had more to express. Step
1: As far as the song is basically talking about instilling pride uh, in African American women, new agenda. A lot of people tend to harp on the past and they won't let that go. And and the way I feel is, okay, we know everything that happened in the past. Let's with the slavery and you know being oppressed and let's let that go. It's time for a new agenda. We know what happened. I'm not saying forget. Okay, you know what happened, but let it go. It's time to move ahead and start thinking of how can we overcome some of the issues of today and, 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 and keep moving ahead and basically that's what it's about and, and instilling pride in african
0: American.. New Agenda is the socially conscious statement of you the know, movement, articulating the repression of minorities she feels represented by or perhaps for. This made sense given the collaboration with public enemies Chuck D.
3: So what we did was create a track that sounded very Public Enemy. I mean, we wanted to have a backdrop that fit his voice.
1: I love that music. I've always been a fan of Public Enemy. Right? And Chuck D. he is, if not figure, is one of the greatest rappers. I sent the tape to him once. I did come up with the idea and the new agenda. And I sent him the, the lyrics and the melody, you know, the whole thing, really, except for his part. Step it up, step it
2: up, check it out, come on. Check yourself, I get vexed to protect what we got left all alone. Looking for your own oh, here it is, I know what to say, but the plan.
3: It's playoff time, and the rhyme go to check. So check yourself. I'm did, stepping up, stepping up. I I right here we go. This kind of dissonant sound was what made it so powerful. So that was the idea with New Agenda was to have something that just sounded like the kind of musicality of the, of the Stevie Wonder sample for her to sing over, then mixed with if you listen to the part where Chuck D comes in, a very kind of loud, chaotic hip hop track behind it.
2: It's time to move our the truth, time and it's rejoice. time to rejoice. I mean now! Oh, all that we've been through, our time has come to rejoice.
0: Janet, Jam and Lewis are a team, and had been since the previous two albums. They've all had their input, but Janet was becoming more confident in the directions she wanted to steer the music, as is apparent with the influence on the body that loves you. Mm.
2: What you
0: It's also very representative of what would become a more focused theme of the album, love and sex. At times, these themes may have come across as confronting, but they were never obscene or explicit. They always had an element of subjective class.
1: I mean, Rhythm Nation and Recording Jazz, just things started coming together as I actually started coming up with the ideas of being on the Rhythm Nation tour, really. And you know, just certain things here and there, what I wanted to do, and just went with a little different ideas, really. And as time got closer, I, I bounced things off of uh, Jimmy Terry and
2: uh, just put it all together. In the way,
0: Work on the preliminary tracks for the album would continue, with one being the perfect bridge of the hard-hitting music of Rhythm Nation and the bold sexuality of what would follow.
1: I can't write about something that that uh, that I haven't experienced in my life, and uh, if it's basically it's about fantasizing, and it's this girl is fantasizing about this guy and what she'd do to him if they were together, and I mean I'm I'm guilty because <laughs> I've definitely done that. And I think pretty much. Everyone has done that at some point in their lives, whether you were coming into your teens and started fantasizing, daydreaming about being with a girl or a guy. So it's basically, it's really where it came about. It's just a past experience. I
2: love that.
1: It has the the two mix, the the kind of funk with the has an Indian flavor to it. It's kind of like a chant kind of. So we're just trying to, to, to do different things, kind of push the the line out of it.
3: It was interesting because it was kind of a song that probably sounded the most like the Rhythm Nation album. I mean, it was very kind of hard and and edgy as opposed to the kind of softness of of the rest of the record but we thought that it was a bridge from one album to the next.
2: Play with your mind And you get there again And again because your rise And imagine my body And just take your time Cause I wake up all night Ooh You wanna rise As you're touching my thighs And I let me know But you like like I not you Like a go down down, down down, 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 down I'll hold you in my hand And yeah, baby you smoke that shine shard-
3: you write with Janet, you can basically throw anything at her and she's really willing to try it. And if you listen to the melody of the song, which is this really low voice, I always call it a kind of a Native American chant type rhythm. She would say, well, what what do you hear for the verse? And I said, like, a, hey, and a hang, and a hang. And, and, and I said, something that sounds like that. Now, I wouldn't expect for someone to figure out how to do that and actually to put words to it. But with Janet, we had gotten to the point after two albums where we knew whatever we threw at her, she could figure it out. And she came the next day with lyrics that were absolutely amazing.
0: the many Motown samples peppered throughout the album sessions, Janet would also record a cover of her brother Randy's 1984 contribution to the Jackson's victory album One More Chance. The original composition is a rhythmically driven 80s production, translated into a smooth, synthy ballad. Such a big statement of independence, it's often not acknowledged how much of Jackson's family and upbringing influenced the songs of the time. would be regulated to a B-side, with the major hit If being the subject in the limelight, on its own, it shows that Janet doesn't require music to be catered to her to make it her own. Janet was developing as an artist, and her ability to emote with words that weren't her own was a pretty telling display of that.
1: A really big influence on me. Uh, Aside from my brothers, I had a great Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, I remember when I was 13, 14, I'd come home from school, I couldn't wait between Stevie Wonder and jazz and and listening to Marvin Gaye as well.
0: In her iconic cover story, Rolling Stone asked Janet what the theme of the album is. She responded with, a woman who finally feels good enough about her sexuality. The most glaring example of that is the album's second to last song, Anytime, Anyplace. It consists of a narrative of sexual conquest, Public fornication between two subjects, so overcome by their lust for one another, resulting in a total disregard for the judgment of others. An exercise any man would take up with Janet.
3: Time Anyplace is one of the best records we've done together. There's something about it that's just special. The song almost unfolds. It's almost unfolds in layers, and it's very leisurely, and it's very, um, it's not hurried. It's not rushed. And that, to me, is, you know, what love should be or lovemaking should be. That, to me, is, is what it is. Was Janet's call, I will say, also, that that was the single. She came out in the summer and there was a lot of pushback from the label about, you know, releasing a ballot in the summer and whatever. And there was a big meeting about it, I remember. And she showed up to the meeting and everybody had all these statistics and all these different things. And, when, and she thanked everybody. She said, I thank everybody for putting in such hard work and putting these numbers together. Um, any time, any Places is the single, and she walked out the room.
0: For socially conscious themes of writing, the Janet album was transitional for its artist. There was a revisitation of politics with new agenda, but in terms of what she would later achieve with the Velvet Rope album, this time is an indicator of Jackson's thinking about more domestic issues. of the track is contemporary R&B, with a heavy string arrangement conducted by Lee Blask and intense opera vocals from Kathleen Battle.
1: I, I first met Kathleen Battle when I was performing on the Grammys. She went on uh, just before I did an incredible performance in this African trying to do what I thought she the the, the kind of the baseline or whatever it is to to the opera piece that she's doing and then what I'm doing and I'm sitting here Jimmy and I were running back and forth trying to record and explain everything to her while the music's going on and it was pretty funny but she came down and she, she loved it
0: Lyrics are a self-reaffirmation by the song's subject of finally being pushed to the edge by the deceitful actions of their lover. Tracking a total of seven minutes, the listener is forcibly tied into the emotional exertions, somewhere between the gaps of the, at time, piercing operatic vocals. The whole thing seems to go by in a flash, but for those whose stories the song represents I left affected long after Janet makes the final declaration. you yeah, so You Want This is another excellent usage of classics. Yeah. The Supremes' love child, Mama. which runs all throughout, primarily utilises the section with the guitar Mama. riffs. For me growing up, it was all about Dinah Ross and The Supremes. And so any
3: chance to reference that Donald. in creating new music, I always Donald. felt Jan was the perfect artist to, to do Donald. that for
0: acting as guitars, in the right channel, there's Call and the Gang's Jungle Boogie, another clip of which, containing the horns, is raised in the mix at several points throughout. Then in the left, there's a very discreet, pitched-up loop of Sly and the Family Stone's Thank You For Letting Me Be Myself Again. Throw in the drum overdubs and some loops. All that's really left to add are a couple of keyboard tracks with strings and a vibraphone. The rest of the song is reliant on its vocals.
3: How did you want this to have that Janet attitude? really informed my youth and my growing up loving music and a chance to acknowledge my love and passion for those songs. Luck luckily Janet had the same the same passion. Janet and MC like were just really
2: good friends. She just came in and, and killed it. Yo, Jen, now I'm about to kick this. You want this, but do you really think that you could get this? At first this Now you want to kiss this. Tell them, girls. Too late, you miss this. we need a man that's quick, quick, and clever. Ready at the drop of the time or do whatever. Not trying to front or face the same face. Because I'm with that day any time, any place. Tell them, Jay You
1: want this? Come on. You want this? Come on. Can you handle
2: this? Come on, who?
1: We're committing.
2: Come on, Early in the morning, You want this you Late don't in this the evening true. You want this Just you moment in the You want this Cause you know I'm doing true. right, baby You want this You oh, want this You want this You want this Cause you, you know gotta say my street. name boy. You want this, just you a little know bit louder this. now. You want this, just a you little know bit softer now You want this, I ain't gonna stay.
0: One More Chance wouldn't be the only cover recorded during the album's sessions. Jam and Lewis were the primary producers for Janet's albums, but there would be space for others to contribute, such as fellow former Time member Jellybean Johnson. Janet and Jellybean had collaborated on Black Cat for the Rhythm Nation album, showcasing the hard rock performance Janet was capable
2: of. Cause what'll I do for satisfaction If you take away, take away your
0: heart? She obtained a what box set I that had just been released The complete Stax Vault Sessions from 1959 to 1968 on. I can't take no more Which featured What'll I Do for Satisfaction by Johnny Day The composition is the same, but the instrumentation hits harder, as would be required to stand out on such an album. The song would receive a more original composition when remixed by Red Hot Chili Peppers member Dave Navarro.
1: what do I do, which is like the old R&B from the 70s, from the early 70s. So I'd I, I like to feel that there's something for everyone on your album.
0: The remix would be released on the single and the Janet Remix album in 1995. Janet Remix would be a collection of remixed album tracks and B-sides from the Janet singles.
1: This is a song about summertime. The fans would always come to me and tell me how much they enjoyed the remixes. So I just decided to put a remix album together. It's like, why not? Because they're always asking me, oh, I love this remix or that remix. I really enjoy it. Oh, not and no,
3: no.
0: On and On is a classic example of Jam and Lewis's amazing production techniques, utilizing Sly and the Family Stone's classic Family Affair rhythm as the foundation for the song. It became a fan favorite as well as quite a success, charting highly along with his A-side Anytime, Anyplace.
1: I'm very happy with the success of, of Janet. I always hope that with each project that I produce that it does well. But you never know. You really don't. And you really don't know. I just I write what's in my heart. I write what I feel and, and try to be true to myself and and you don't know if the public's going to like it or not. And so I'm I'm very I'm very fortunate that they do. I'm very happy that they do.
0: 70s love groove is best described by its title. The songwriting is a closer reflection of the content that appears on Janet, but with arguably a much more obscene visual painted. This is helped along by the lyrical references to If. Also containing reminiscent elements from other songs, 70s Love Groove is almost the perfect surmise of the Jenner album and era. It's a smooth blend of musical genres and lyrical structures, balancing the line between sensual lovemaking so well. and auditory phonography. was an opportunity to explore. After the success of the first two albums, both of which broke records with their hits, Janet had nothing to prove, as happens with most entertainers in such a position. They feel permitted to do something very different, way out of the public's expectations.
3: funky big band really happened because when we talk about the different facets of of janet growing up she was a really big fan of musicals and she was a really big fan of black and white cartoons you know that kind of throwback era of recording of those old songs with big band sounds and all of that and all of that is kind of part of her musical language that she grew up with loving i got a keyboard, and it was just a sample that was in the XB60 that I thought was kind of cool, and I played it for her and she said, yeah, this reminds me of those old cartoons, you know, with the people dancing and, and, and the whole thing, and I thought, okay, well, let's work it up, so the whole idea of Funky Big Band was just, sounds like a funky big band. She was always very cool about letting almost like a jam session happen, but in the case of that song, I think I did all the instruments on it, so it was kind of just me playing around. I would just leave the tape rolling and just kind of do stuff like that. And thinking that, you know, we're going to fade it out early and, you know, the song doesn't need to be seven minutes long or whatever. And she would always go, no, 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 um, just let it. And I'd say, well, should we write some, some words here or something? she no, 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 just, you just play, you just play it. Stage, it gave me the chance to kind of stretch out and, and do some kind of fun things and, and imagine being a trombone player or being a trumpet player or being a guitar player or, or whatever. It allowed me to just kind of be a band, which was always a lot of fun.
0: Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are the instigators of New Jack Swing, a perfect blend of pop and hip-hop rhythms with R&B and quiet storm melodies. The genre would change and adapt to more current production trends since they first started with it, which is most apparent on the fourth single, Because of Love. I think when we look at the
3: pattern of the singles because we had just done again as the single before. We thought Because of Love was a great way to bring the tempo back up.
0: Indicator that its associated genre was no longer the trend.
3: That feel of that song was very much a New Jack Swing feel, which, you know, probably gets lost to a lot of people. I, I don't think it's probably one of the songs that people would say as a classic, but we think it did what we wanted it to do, which was just kind of bring the tempo back and get something that's up-tempo and danceable.
0: album as a sequential exposition, it's definitely where it should be, bridging the gap between more danceable material and the ballads.
3: It's a very happy song or a cutesy song or whatever you want to say, but that is part of Janet. And and you know, it's interesting, once again, as a songwriter, that you can go through all these various moves and various sonics of different sounds and different tempos and and, and that, but at the end of the day, it's all her. It's all just different facets of Janet. And she has that cute, smiley, giggly side to her, and that song was that side of her.
1: Miss Janet.
0: As Janet was prepping for the upcoming tour, she decided to have some of her dancers contribute to the album.
3: Come for me. We wanted to have a really clubby dance record. Um, It was a series of a bunch of different vocal samples. First of all, here we go. Here we go. Here we go go now. Here we go now. That was Josie. So Josie would always say stuff like that, and she'd go get busy And I was like, we should. That's what we need. You know, we need you to just go in and just say some stuff. We would pick little lines and stuff, and then we would take little sections of different sounds and staple them, and then put them into the
4: song. I feel your body, my body.
3: It was just kind of a collage of different sounds and once again we just wanted it to feel like a you know a really great club record
0: trub became a classic for fans a live showcase during most of the tours that followed for a dancers to shine as they did on the song itself now it
3: helped that during as we were working on that song, there was a few of the dancers that were in town. And that helped, too, because as you're crafting a track, and all of a sudden you have the dancers actually there. And so you know what you're putting together. They're either vibing to it or they're not. And it was like you would put a certain part on, like when we came up with a little breakdown, and then a little breakdown and stuff, and they'd all go crazy. They'd go, oh, 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 I love that breakdown and that kind of thing. So it was very informed by her dancers. I think we always felt like whenever we were creating was a different side of Janet. And Janet is such a complex woman. There's different sides. There's the club side that likes to go and hang with her friends in the club. There's the giddy giggly side, which is song like Whoops Now, which is about, you know, going out with all your friends and having fun.
0: Originally a hidden track, closing out the album Whoops Now is probably the least impactful song. Reiterating the basic themes of Escapade from Rhythm Nation 1814, it serves as a fun encore of sorts.
3: The chops, the lungs, and the meat soul form. They don't really know what to do with you yet. I suspect you can tell them to look at your record sales, the records that you (laughs) do hold. But how do you feel about that?
2: Um, I don't read the
1: reviews, whether they're positive or negative. I don't, because what's most important to me are the kids and what they think and how they feel. I mean, I've read. Uh, things about, oh, control the album, it's, you know, horrible, this and that, it's not going to do a thing. Same thing about Rhythm Nation. Um, I've, I've heard those things, but that doesn't bother me because it's whether the kids like it or not, that's what's going to determine. And everyone has an opinion. Like, I'm sure you know the saying. <laughs> yes, <I do. laughs>
0: Could easily be argued that being sequenced after a blockbuster like Again rendered Where Are You Now as an unspoken gem. Perhaps it's a fan favourite for a reason, but for any observant listener, it's a perfect accumulation of efforts. The production of Janet, Jam and Lewis, their best, even when not necessarily pushing any innovative boundary. The lyrics articulate a typical ballad of regret. However, Janet's vocal sells it with a powerful, emotive conviction that doesn't make it just another love song. Perhaps stretching the interpretation a little, one could perceive it to be a sequel to Again. The music is a delicate mix of quiet storm and modern R&B, a chord progression that induces feelings of sentimentality reinforced by its remorseful lyrics.
1: reflects what's happening in your life one of my favorite songs by you is um, on the Janet album Where Are You Now and in it you're talking about being in love and at that time in your life when you were in that relationship you weren't ready but you're like now ready you know it's so yeah, funny because a few of my exes have said to me was that
2: song about me? Oh, sorry but it wasn't <laughs>
0: New Janet would be revealed to the world on April 20th, 1993, with the release of That's The Way Love Goes, yet another unexpected sound from an album to be full of diverse and, for some, challenging music.
1: Like a to a flame burned by the fire. My love is blind, can't you see my desire? That's the way love goes. The initial single of the album, "That's the Way Love Goes," pretty much everyone else thought that I, I should come with "If" because it was you know, real big and real, very aggressive, and, and, and they wanted to do a really big video uh, to that. And, and I just I thought that was the wrong way to go. I, I felt that that whole big opening like that was left in the '80s. I, I wanted to um, downplay it more, just just. Just slip in, it's like walking into a room. And then eventually everyone noticing that you're there as opposed to kicking the door down and saying, okay, I'm here, you know? it just, just to ease them for it, really. And just let it slide in. And with the groove, it's so laid back and very mellow, very cool. And, and the response was actually great. It was a number one song.
0: Sampling James Brown's Puffer Don't Take No Mess, it's a soundscape of quality that exceeds just about anything else in its associated genres. Come
2: with me, don't you worry. I'm gonna make you cry. I'll give you the of your life. Yeah.
0: Of course there are additional drum machine overdubs, and a bass to give it a more dynamic sound.
2: will so happy that
0: More would be overdubbed, with bells, vibraphones and chimes to add a more atmospheric flow. This flow would also be helped along by the synthesizers. Also synthesized are the guitars, taking the instrumental to a perfect setting for the main focus the vocals. Baby,
2: i got on what you like Come closer, baby, closer Reach out and feel my body I'm gonna give you all my love Oh sugar, don't you hurry You've got me here all night Just close your eyes and hold on tight don't stop, don't stop Go deeper, baby, deeper You feel so good, I'm gonna cry That's the way
1: love goes It's more mellow, more laid back Which Marvin Gaye has inspired me a great deal And uh, I think you kind of hear it a little bit In the melody and, and just how the, the track is so laid back
2: That's the way love goes That's the way love goes
0: The album is a product of it's time, the perfect product of it's time. It's driven by an artist with nothing to prove but a lot to live up to. Consistent quality, broad diversity and bold sensuality make it what it is. Something for everyone. That's why the album holds up today. Sure, the interludes don't really work in the context of a shuffled playlist, but the songs themselves maintain a timeless quality that can only be achieved with its class.
2: I'm going to take you places you've never been before and you feel so happy, be so happy that you came. Oh, I'm going to take you there. Oh, that's my booty. Oh.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to John Cameron's Musicology. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing on iTunes or sharing on social media.